We are back with F Yeah, F1. I'm Ian. I'm here as always with my buddy Ryan. Hey, F Yeah, F1. And we are here to talk about the recap of España, of the, the wonderful Spain race uh, that we got to watch this past weekend. Uh, Ryan, I think you encapsulated it perfectly after the race uh when you said to me uh i want to pull it up so i can read it exactly uh you said to me um well that was exciting but also a bummer yep i mean as a verstappen fan and as a fan of very competitive formula one championships that's kind of how i feel uh Mm -hmm. after watching the race i mean in my mind like i'm going into a spain race thinking that it's going to be a little boring uh, so I definitely thought the race was more exciting than like what I would consider your, you know, average F1 race, especially in Spain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still not, not the outcome I wanted to see. I wanted to see more of a fight. Uh, I sent you a meme earlier today, uh, a total wolf meme about like, you know, convincing everybody that uh, Red Bull is the fastest car um, in the first two races. And it's just like three shots of him laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it was kind of, it was kind of a gut punch. And like, again, like you look at these times, um, for the top five and how separated they are. And it's important to remember that they weren't that far apart Mm -hmm. they, you know, in the last few laps, you know, they're, they're stopping so that they can get fresher tires and they can try to get the fastest lap, which first sap had got this time around, fortunately. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's when you see them all going and they're, and they're really, man, like when Max got, when he dove in that first corner and he just didn't let up and he got into first place and got his legs under him and really pushed that RB 16 out. It was so much fun to watch. And then it was just mostly, mostly tragic to watch Hamilton just march on back. Yeah, I, I totally did a like a yeah with a fist pump uh, while I was watching the race with Verstappen making that move, you know, jumping because uh, he had started the race, you know, on on the front row on the outside. Yeah. Uh, but getting the, the good start, uh, getting the jump on Hamilton. And I was like, oh man, all right. Red Bull's best shot is leading as many laps as possible because track position is so key. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, again, I don't blame uh, Checo for this. You know, he started eighth. Uh, he made a valiant effort and finished in fifth, which is really hard on a track that's very difficult to pass on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, but it just wasn't... This one, this is one of those things that makes me think Mercedes still has a slightly better car than Red Bull, but also that Lewis Hamilton really just is, you know, one of, if not the greatest of all time, because I mean, just seeing him out there, 
you know, let's let let's let's say that Red Bull has the better car. Just you know, you can like Lewis is getting like a hundred and ten percent out of that Mercedes. So even if the cars are even, you know, if Max is getting a hundred percent out of the Red Bull, Lewis is squeezing that extra. You know, based on his experience, based on the team's experience, like they know how they know how to win races. Like that's the bottom line. It's absolutely accurate. I mean, I think, and you know what the, the most heartbreaking thing of all, the thing that really kills me the most is that Max, I, I, in my heart of hearts, believe that when Hamilton dove into pit, if on the very next lap, Max went in and also pit, he would have won the race. I truly believe that. Um, but the second that he didn't go in that lap, the lap after that, it was over. He yep. just didn't stand a chance. And there, after that, and I mean, they were going around, what was the lap time? A minute 20, mm-hmm. a minute ish, you know, uh, for, for the faster laps, a minute 20, they're going around. Yeah. Max's, uh, fastest lap of the race was a minute 18. Yeah. So roughly it, they had a minute and 20 seconds to decide mm-hmm. to pull Max in and pit. And when they didn't, and then you saw that gap, like they have the, they have the great um, statistics come up and they show you, you know, like what the overtaking possibility is. And we all know like, okay, you know, a pit stop is going to chew up about 22 to 25 seconds, depending on how fast you are. And, and, you know, Red Bull has arguably the fastest pit team, not this week, but you know, normally, um, but they, uh, you know, when they, they could have, he could have stayed in front and with how difficult it is and with them both being on fresh tires, he could have stayed in front of him. But the moment that lap was over, it was just, I mean, Max said it himself. He was like, the tires weren't going to last and I was a sitting duck. Yeah. It, that's the part that was a bummer for me is that sort of inevitability that like, it really was decided on <clears throat> pit strategy as much as anything else that you know as soon as we saw that well i just knew how it was going to play out so a lot of watching the front battle of this race was okay i'm just waiting for the inevitable to happen i'm waiting for lewis to catch max maybe there's a chance that verstappen is able to hold on and keep keep his tires long enough but probably not um and so it's a real bummer uh, from that regard, I do want to give Lewis Hamilton props because not only did he win his hundredth pole uh, this weekend, which is an incredible feat by any yeah. by any measure, shocking feat, uh, but he tied another um, center record. Uh, do you know what that record is? He tied a center record. Mm-hmm. Um, if that, let me guess, because uh, I don't know um, what. Center record would he set? So it wouldn't be fastest anything. It wouldn't be obviously racer. Oh wait, um, the most wins at a track. Yep, the most consecutive wins at a single venue. Right on. And Senna's would have been. Uh, I don't know what Senna's would have been. Uh, Senna won five straight Monaco Grand Prix. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit, Senna which, was Senna was so good. <laughs> which, which I assume that means he won five consecutive polls at, at Monaco. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. 
but yeah, so this was Lewis's fifth consecutive Spanish Grand Prix win. Wow. Uh, so he ties that record. Wow. This is just, I mean, you know, and that's the thing. And I, I'll probably say it a hundred times over the course of this season and however long Lewis is a, a racer. Um, I mean, it's just so as, as, as sometimes frustrating as it is to watch somebody just win over and over all the time. It is so cool to be living in a time when it's like, we're watching the greatest who's ever done it, continue mm-hmm. to do it and crush it. Like he is just killing it, you know? Yeah. I mean, someday I will be able to tell the young people that I grew up in a time where I got to see Wayne Gretzky play hockey Michael Jordan played basketball, Joe Montana played football, and Lewis Hamilton uh, drive for Formula One. And oh, also yeah. a bunch of roided guys hit a lot of home runs. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, you remember that? Yeah, Growing that was, up when it was, was so, so similar to Guire. That dude. summer was insane. That was the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. People would just watch those games just to watch them hit home runs. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. That was insane. That was so crazy. But yeah, I mean, and there's, you know, it, it's it's a lot of athletes because it's also like the Michael Phelps of the world and Tiger oh, Woods of the yep. world, you know, mm-hmm. like you get to see all these incredible and like, but Lewis Hamilton is among the names of the greatest athletes of all time. Absolutely. No, there's no, there's no questioning it. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, if anything, like his continue, like, you know, I like when they do show old clips of him and I like that they do a bunch of like pre-race interviews and stuff. And they look at like back on his career, even before he was an F1. And yeah, I think, I think it's sometimes it's easy for us newer fans to lose perspective on that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a good reminder just to check in with like, no, he is a a living legend. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we're, and we are lucky to be watching him race. Um, And who knows what's going to happen. I mean, there was a, I know we're going to touch on news in a, a little bit, but you know, he kind of came out today saying he wants to have his contract wrapped up by the, by the summer break um, because it really ruined his time off uh, and Toto's time off because they were arguing about contracts to a certain point. I'm curious. I will, we'll, I we'll talk about it later no, we can just talk about it now if you want i didn't have any I other mean, big news items so we, we, no, those, i mean those. it's just like i i wonder what could be in their contract that's so complicated mm-hmm. but then i also give myself pause and it's like oh all of the commercials all of the appearances all of the little things you have to do for F1 where it's like, they have the slow, you know, with the like yeah. photo opportunities and all of the, like what watch you. Cause if you ever notice the minute they get out of that car, they go over, they take their helmet and neck gear off. They weigh themselves. They put that stuff on a the table. They put the gloves on the table and somebody hands them a watch and they put that watch on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, somebody's paying for you to wear that watch. Cause those aren't cheap watches. Like the, uh, the the ones that um they wear that i you know ferrari wears they all wear them a lot is the um oh the name escapes me right now you're talking like hundred and fifty thousand dollar watches yeah sport watches Mm -hmm. and they're you know it's so i it, it makes me wonder like what is in that contract that it was so stressful for you to figure out and to negotiate like what did you have to negotiate that hard in your eight figure 
race car contract mm-hmm. you know that lasted for a year for right. one year yeah <laughs> that that really i i completely with you i can't think of i guess i just don't know enough to imagine what could be in there that would be a yeah. cause of contention or stress or like because i can't imagine like i imagine the number is big enough where there's no point in haggling over it because you're like you know one that one year contract he could retire on yeah yeah you, you know he could mean? he could retire on that 10 times over and you'd never have to think about it again so like i i don't know what could be in there um unless it's because again, like the stuff that he does through the Drivers Association and through the FIA, like, you know, the, um, you know, the anti-racism stuff, like that's not in that contract, I would presume. Like, yeah, it's very, it's very interesting to me. Um, I do appreciate that he's already out this season, basically saying like, hey, I'm coming back next season. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel Which like he is. didn't come out and say that directly last year. I mean, you know, there was a lot going on, to be fair. But yeah, there was a lot going on, but every kind of knew also. It was like, yeah, Lewis isn't going to just not race this year. But like, it does make me wonder how many more seasons of, of Lewis Hamilton and F1 we're going to get. Because at this point, like, I mean, would you stop if you just weren't losing ever? You know, <laughs> like, if it was. It, it's hard because as someone who feels like all of my successes are hard fought struggles, it's really hard for me to imagine being so dominant at a thing and being so wildly successful that I could yeah. walk away from it. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> like the greatest of all time. Yeah. I just can't, yeah. I can't even wrap my head. Cause I think it's really easy to say like, Oh, well I would just like blah, blah, blah. And I would drive uh, 24 hours at Le Mans cause I want to win that and whatever. Yeah. But like, you know, there's so much, there's so much that him being as successful and as prominent in formula one probably allows him to do that. He might theoretically lose by not being an active racing driver. Yeah. I suppose you're right. It makes a lot of sense, but you know, I mean, Hey, you know, because he'll always race something, you know, as, as Grosjean and other racers have shown in IndyCar and, Mm -hmm. you know, or Monaco was doing testing today. Uh, for mm-hmm. Red Bull with the uh, the new super huge Pirelli tires. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And the uh, and he was racing uh, the rally cars a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. I yeah. saw that, which is, you know, like once you're a racer, they're going to find a car for you to sit in and drive, especially if you were an F1 caliber driver. Yeah, like, you're going to find it. You're going to find something to sit and go around in circles in. Right. Um, and then and then eventually you're either going to become a commentator or you're going to be a team principal or you're going to yeah. be a part owner of a team. Yeah. You're you a know, part of the sport forever. Yeah. Um, so since we're talking about Lewis, uh, one of the things I want to touch base with you on uh, is uh, I saw that they um, wrote an article about it. I didn't quite read the article, but the headline was Hamilton winning in Spain saved Mercedes from an uncomfortable team orders chat. Now, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. And anybody that watched the race knows what I'm talking about. Uh, Valtteri was clearly on a different tire strategy, they said. And I use Mm -hmm. air quotes when I say tire strategy because Lewis was on a winning tire strategy and Valtteri was not, uh, which... 
Mercedes knew. Uh, and they told Valtteri to get out of the way mm-hmm. uh, because Lewis was fighting for the win. I don't think Valtteri responded to them and then proceeded to not get out of the way and make Lewis pass him, make mm-hmm. him make him have a, a straight-up race pass to pass him. What do you think, bud? <laughs> I think that is exactly what Valtteri Bottas should be doing, honestly. And I think the only way... I've basically made up my mind at this point that Bottas needs to find another ride. Not necessarily because he needs to, like, it's not that Mercedes needs to get rid of him. I just think that he's gone as far as he ever can with Mercedes. And I just don't think being the number two to Lewis Hamilton is doing him any favors at this point. I, uh, I got to 100% agree with you. You know, we, we talk a lot of trash on Valtteri uh, not being a very good driver. Uh, and I've, I've been harsh in the past when talking about him. Uh, and I think that he isn't the most solid. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if I would even still put him in the top 10 of who's driving this season. Um, I think he'd be close. But that being said, I think that he would really excel and succeed in a different ride. Uh, and I think that, you know, it's not, it's not fair and it feels like it's not right what they're doing to that guy. Uh, you know, when they clearly, if they knew that they were pitting Lewis so that he could get fresh tires so he could race for the win. Why didn't they do it with Valtteri? And like, if they know like, Oh, like we're just going to get Valtteri on the podium. It's going to be fine. Like we're going to get him third place and it's not going to be a big deal. And we're going to get him a fastest lap or he's going to try for a fastest lap. They just ignore the guy, you know? And I understand total wolf is looking for a championship. Total mm-hmm. Wolf doesn't give a shit about anybody's feelings. Right. And again, like I've said before, Bottas's job is to secure the Constructors' Championship for them. Yep. You know, and that's exactly what he's doing. They're almost 30 points ahead of Red Bull. Yeah. You know, if it was closer... Again, that's, that's the thing. If Valtteri didn't finish on the podium, it would be a huge problem. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, I feel like right now he is in that that dangerous meets expectations area. Yeah. 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 Which is a a sketchy spot to be in. And -hmm. it's so funny too, because I was listening to Toto talk about him and how he was like, he is sticking with us for the rest of the season. We have no plans to change where he is. He's fine in the car. He's doing the job we expect him to do. We are very happy with Valtteri's performance. And all I could think about was, when uh, uh, Christian Horner said those exact same words about Pierre Gasly when he was like, he's doing fine. He's getting used to the car. We're happy with him. He's not going anywhere. We're not changing drivers this season. And summer break comes, and Gasly's back with AlphaTauri. Yeah, I mean, the only one who really seems to uh, speak with a total lack of filter right now um, you know, now that now that Seb is is tied up on a new team, 
uh, and Kimi Raikkonen seems to no, no longer talk at all. You know, the, the only one who speaks completely honestly is uh, Yuki. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Yuki's a nut, dude. He, he just turned 20. I think today's his 21st birthday or yesterday. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's a nut. He, I like him more and more, honestly. Like, the more I learn about Yuki Sonata, the more I'm like, yeah, this kid's going all the way. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. I feel like he's either gonna he's either gonna be our next Kimi Raikkonen, and he's gonna be racing when he's like 46 and just angry at everyone, or he's gonna get fired this season and we're never gonna hear from Yuki again. Which I hope doesn't happen. I hope Yuki you know, is next to me. I think I think he's gonna be the next Danny Ricardo. Wow. Wow, you think so? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Go on. I don't know that he's going to have like the uh, winning championships going all the way, but I think he'll get podiums here and there. I Mm. think he'll eventually cool off and find his footing. And, you know, right now being, you know, a rookie last year in F2, now coming into F1, he's in a midfield team. I just, he's got everything to prove. Uh, and you know, I think he's doing well. I think he's being aggressive. I think, you know, of, of all the rookies, uh, this season, I think he's, he's the one that's most interesting to watch. I feel like, uh, you know, I would say that him and Mick Schumacher are probably about even in terms of talent, but I think there's, there's just something extra. I feel like that Yuki brings to the sport being, you know, more of an outsider being, you know, one of only what, three non-Europeans driving. Yeah. Right. right? It's, it's him, Checo, Checo and, um, yeah. Oh, and Lance is also Canadian. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I just, I, I'm keeping an eye on him. I think it's really interesting. Um, you know, and, uh, I think he's an interesting guy, but anyway, back to, I like him. I like him a lot. But yes, uh, back to Batas. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, does he get replaced? I mean, you know, one of the the things I wanted to bring up is that you know this is a race where George Russell finished 14th in a Williams. Sure did, and sure did qualified. You know, didn't he qualify uh, 11th? Where was he? Uh, let's see. He he qualified 15th, so he gained a place. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so you know seeing him finish uh ahead you know ahead of an alfa romeo ahead of uh the other williams uh ahead of uh fernando alonso who got screwed over on tire strategy like extremely screwed over on tire strategy yeah uh still it's no slouch you know he's right behind uh two former world champions Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he he said that that car still you know has a ways to go, but it was a dream to drive. And again, like just looking at these younger guys out there, you know, I feel like you put George Russell in that second Mercedes car, and Max has more to worry about. Oh yeah, for sure, dude. I think if you put Russell, because the thing is, the thing that kind of makes Russell a wild card is Valtteri plays it very safe. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's why he's always going to be on the podium and never going to be a champion is because he's, he's a very, 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 very safe driver. Uh, Lewis is just, he's got that 
extra thing that just that gift that makes somebody is I think Max has the same thing, but Max is still young and ballsy. I feel like Lewis is less, less guts and more wisdom. Yeah. Um, I feel like Lewis trusts in his team and his car to put him in a spot where he can make the win happen. Yeah. Max doesn't have, he doesn't have to try to win the race on the opening lap the way where Max is like, if I don't get out in front on this lap, then like, I'm definitely like, I'm screwed. Yeah, yeah, and I think Max still has a lot to a lot to learn with that. Um, but George Russell in that Mercedes would be all balls. Yeah, that would be it. He'd be no, no. He's not old enough to have the wisdom that Lewis does. He's not calm. He's not. He wouldn't. He would drive the shit out of that car, and he would crash it before he would finish in third place you know what i mean yep. like his he's, first or second or nothing for him he, in that car he would be maverick you know yeah dude yeah <laughs> hell yeah he would be and like and you see it we saw it last year i mean like he got in that mercedes and flew he mm-hmm. flew in that car like it like it was his second pair of shoes he was flying in that thing and even when he when he zipped past Valtteri, everybody was like, "Whoa, shit!" Like he was moving. And if it wasn't for him getting a puncture, mm-hmm. and then Mercedes completely ruining the tire strat, like their their pit stops, he would have won the race. He would have won the race by a lot. Yep. And I mean. <sighs> You know, and we've seen it before too. Like, it's interesting because the commentators are like, well, the Mercedes is a car that's like designed to sit out front and, you know, run on that air pattern and everything. And like, that's why Bottas like seems to struggle more. But every time we see Lewis in traffic, he's always crawling up, you know, I mean, he could be as far back as 12th or 13th. And if there's 30 laps to go, he's, he's got a good chance of winning the race. He's got at least 50, 50 odds. And oh yeah. And he's gonna and he's gonna push to do it. You know, I, I just can't imagine like I, it's so hard because even if you even if you just swapped Leclerc and Bottas, you know, if you yeah. if you put Leclerc in the Ferrari and you put Bottas or you put Bottas in the Ferrari yeah, yeah. and Leclerc in the Mercedes, you know, I don't think I don't think Bottas finishes fourth in a Ferrari. No, no way. Season. No way. You know, no way. I think he's He's down closer to the, you know, Sebastian Vettel's of the world where, you know, and not that I, I think Seb is a more aggressive driver than Bottas. But, and I think that, you know, Seb probably recognizes the limits of that Aston Martin mm-hmm. in a way that makes him, you know, drive safer to, you know, in a way that is just safe rather than Bottas is being more of a conservative. Yeah. Well, I have a, I have a thought on Aston Martin, but we'll get there um so yeah i mean it's Bottas continues to frustrate me because i would love to I, I, like i just want to see him do better honestly um but it, it just it always seems like he's just a, out of step with everybody else yeah i mean a, a, a part of me feels bad for him because he does get handed the shit end of the stick often but then another part of me just can't help but be like dude if you want it you gotta get it yeah and he's not getting it 
he's just not he seems totally content or maybe he just had the wind knocked out of him and never got it back i don't know but like it's just not it's not happening for him but when he didn't get out of lewis's way that was that was a moment and i i think that article is right if lewis didn't win that race because valtteri got racy with him uh, or, you know, they went into a turn and Lewis was trying to get by him a little too hard and, and Valtteri bumped him like we've seen teams do in the past and they took both cars out, you bet, you bet that would have been a problem. Oh, yeah. Bottas would already be driving an F2. Like, Yeah. Like they would have made an F2 race just for him to race mm-hmm. in it. Yep. He would yeah, have been gone. Yeah, fast. Um, what else? What other, what other thoughts did you have on the race? Yeah, I wanted to uh, just highlight that uh, Danny Ricardo finished ahead of Lando Norris for the first time this season. In the yeah, McLaren. qualified and finished. Yeah, qualified so... and finished ahead of him. Lando just didn't seem to show up all weekend. You know, yeah. after the after the strong strong weeks he's had, it was like he just he just wasn't there this week, which was kind of kind of surprising. Yeah, he was, and you know, and again, it's probably a tire thing, but he was a little bit slower in Q3 than he was in Q2. Yeah. Um, you know, I know conditions were not great during Q3, but still, I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, to be, yeah, 0.3 slower, that's a, that's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, but I wanted uh, to give it a shout out to a team we didn't really talk about last week too much in terms of finishes, but. Uh, Got to give a big shout out to Esteban Ocon and Alpine. I mean, what well, we did, I, we did, uh, we did call them out last week uh, because they had a great finish last week. We uh, we did speak of them a little bit in Portugal, having that seven eight and, mm-hmm. and finishing in points and and separating themselves a little bit from uh, from the rest of the teams in that in that midfield battle uh but yeah man esteban ocon two weeks in a row has really showed up i mean for him to be uh finished seventh place in portugal and then here qualify fifth finish ninth that's that's nothing to shake a stick at man esteban ocon and that alpine looks good and i'm i'm excited to see him yeah he's now ninth in the points overall for the season Mm -hmm. so far uh you know alpine has I mean, they're at the top of the best of the rest, I would argue. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're fifth in the points. Uh, they are 45 points behind Ferrari, but that's that is what the best of the rest is. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you know, I mean, I think uh, uh Alonzo's tire strategy aside and Gasly's penalty aside, I still think it was a good it was good to see them being competitive. You know, they're that that's the fight for those last two point spots, um, that ninth and 10th spot is like, that's where the real battle is going to be all season. And yeah. so to see, you know, Ocon, Gasly uh, really mix it up and, you know, consistently be ahead of Lance Stroll uh, in the Aston Martin is really, it's really exciting to see. I'm just, I'm just happy that it's like, you know, that team is still going and showing oh, up. Oh yeah. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. I'm, uh, I'm happy to see them really, the team as a whole really making strides and, and having like seeing clear progress, you know what I mean? Seeing clear progress from week to week, 
because when you look at, you know, Bahrain, it was Ocon in 13th and Alonso didn't finish. Uh, and they qualified um, Alonso 9th, Ocon 16th. And then they go to Italy and Italy, they finish 9th, 10th. And then they go to Portugal, they finish 7th, 8th. And then they go to, you know what I mean? Like they go mm-hmm. to Spain and Ocon finishes 9th. Alonso really should have been higher up than 17th, I think. But, yeah. you know, you like Alpine is the one team of that of the six that aren't you know the the big four they're that one team that we're seeing that's that's really showing up and like that's awesome you know it's it's so exciting to see them showing up like that and uh and really having good results and and getting pretty much getting their shit together which it yeah. doesn't seem like a lot of the other teams are even close to being able to do right now. Yeah, I still think AlphaTauri is going to finish uh, fifth overall for the season uh, when it's all said and done. I uh, think so. Yeah, I think so. But yeah. um, uh, but I'm just glad that you know it's going to be a fight. It's not going to be like AlphaTauri in fifth and then everybody else scraping. It's going to be uh, you know, Alpine and AlphaTauri, especially going back and forth all season. And maybe maybe Aston Martin decides to show up, which was uh, one of the questions that I had asked you going into this race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, will Aston Martin recover? And we both said no. And we were correct. We were correct. Unfortunately. They, they did not score a point. Yeah. Um, and on that, like I was saying, I have a, I have a theory. Um, on what's going on because like at the end of the race there, that was a great little battle that was going on from like 10th to 14th mm-hmm. uh, of them. You know, they were neck and neck and they were really uh, jostling for that, that one point um, which went to Gasly. Uh, and then Stroll and Vettel were 11th and 13th. And, and I have a theory because Aston Martin, uh, is my biggest disappointment so far this year. I I really, really, when we saw that Aston Martin was coming back as a team and that green car was coming back, it was like, Oh shit. Mm -hmm. You know? And it was the, the uh, pink Mercedes team making it happen. You know what I mean? It was exactly Lawrence Stroll doing it. It was like, Oh shit. Like this, this could be really incredible. Like let, like I just want to remind people that Racing Point finished fourth last season. Yeah, barely, um, and it was a tight race for third with McLaren. Yeah, well, McLaren finished with two hundred two points in the season, and uh, Racing Point had one hundred ninety five. Yeah, that's that's. I think it came to the last, the very last oh, race, and Lance and Lance Stroll went out, and that was what did it. Yeah, and again, if it wasn't for that penalty due to the uh, break break deck design yeah they would have been third they would have been third so like yeah I, that's to put it in context i just want to remind people about how well racing point was doing and how poorly they've been doing in comparison yeah considering the fact that like they don't have they have i think lance stroll got the one race where he got five points right mm-hmm. like that was kind of it um where was that italy yeah, 
Italy. He got he got four points in Italy, and then I think uh, he got one point uh, somewhere else. But like, yeah, like they're not they're not doing anything. They're not doing anything. And so my theory is um, that because they're not dumb, um, they know that they um, have work to do. Um, I think that uh, between um, Otmar, I think Otmar's really good. Otmar mm-hmm. knows what's going on. Um, I I think that they might be taking this first handful of races because, like again, we, there was a short, there was a very short testing season. They didn't really get to test the car much. Um, I think they might be taking the first, you know, five or 10 races or even this whole first season to just kind of get the, get used to the car and get a handle on it because Aston Martin might be full fledged in the wings, focused on the new rules in 2022. And they might show up next year, ready to kick everybody's ass but that doesn't look very good now the one thing the the last thing i was going to say about them and that was where my my theory really stemmed on was they are so i feel like they are focused on their drivers just finishing you know what i mean that kind of goes with like just finish the race don't worry about points we're not concerned about it this year just finish the race because then they can get all of the data that they need. Mm -hmm. They can really focus on like what the car is doing, how to improve the car. And instead of like getting frustrated and racy and crashing or like, you know, pushing the car too hard and blowing a tire or, or breaking something on the car. It's like, just keep the car running and finish the race so we can gather data and better to finish, you know, 11th and 15th than, to not finish at all. You know, I get that. I just, it's really like, I just keep thinking of Lawrence stroll in drive to survive. And like, I can't imagine him saying that. I know. Like I, I can know. imagine Otmar saying that because he's like trying to play the long game and <clears throat> you know, and it's totally rational, but like Lawrence stroll just seems like a dude who just wants to kick ass all the time, constantly. Yeah, he's uh he's such a bulldog, man. And like he's so he's all business and he's very much about appearance, you know what I mean? I don't think he would have made that deal with Aston Martin if he didn't think that the label Aston Martin and the green car were going to mm-hmm. look good. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's not, you know, he he cares about appearance. And so like, yeah, I know that my theory isn't probably right. Uh but I should say my hypothesis, not my theory. Um, like uh, Lawrence Stroll is one of the people that just seeing him on TV, I feel intimidated by. Yeah, yeah. I feel like when I was watching him in meetings and Drive to Survive, I genuinely feel like I was wasting his time. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Whereas like, the <laughs> like other I felt principles, like, you know, like Toto, like Toto, I mean, he is scary. 
in but not in a way that like i don't feel like he would like personally attack you like he would just make some like backhanded compliment and then you'd walk away and you'd be like damn it like <laughs> you know and like christian horner like he seems like a like a, a decent fun dude to hang around like bonotto just seems sad all the time yeah like but like you know and obviously like orange troll is an owner not a team principal but he's just one of those right. people where i'm like i don't even belong in the same room as you like yeah like I, like you said i'm just like you looking at me is just wasting your time yeah yeah and he knows it yeah like we shouldn't be breathing the same air you should be breathing some sort of refined billionaire yeah. air like out of a can yeah you know <laughs> like oxygen out of a can for people mm-hmm. with like bubblegum flavors like that's him like he doesn't he's wear fucking... a uh like a covid mask he just wears like an oxygen mask because he's yeah just like, right you know he's imp- like fuck it air that's been imported from like the arctic circle or something <laughs> hell yeah dude and he can and i would agree i'd be like yeah man that's exactly the air you should be breathing i'll go i'll go suck on the exhaust pipe you go ahead and you enjoy the shit out of that fresh ass arctic air Um, his collars are always so crisp do you see the collars on his shirt yeah because that's money like (laughs) they're flawless i have polo shirts i don't wear because i can't figure out how to fix whatever weird like <laughs> fold is just burned into the collar now no not his man his are like you could he could take that collar off and like cut his steak with it and then put the collar back on and it doesn't it, i don't feel like it's like starched it's not like heavily starched it's just like no, no. he buys shirts i can't afford yeah that's right that's 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 accurate you know yeah. those collars are probably made out of like carbon fiber yeah no the 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 collars are made out of the skin of the kids that Toto drank their blood, and then he he gives the kid skin to uh, to fucking Lawrence Stroll. See, <laughs> I was about to go with the, uh, the the fabric <laughs> that they use on Batman's cape in the uh, Chris Nolan movies. Where... Yeah, no, I went dark, bro. You did. <laughs> I went. I went in the other direction. Uh, oh I went, man, I went straight to Hannibal Lecter. Uh, sorry. We can talk about I, Batman more. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all right. I'm just glad that our podcast is not more popular where I have to be actually be worried about this kind of stuff. <laughs> one day, one day people be like, yo, did you hear their back episodes? Holy shit, man. <laughs> Those guys were nuts. <laughs> they were nuts. Total oh, has to release a statement. I do not drink the blood of children. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe anything these nerds say. We talk um, about movies. Man, but uh, yeah, so the other questions uh, I have <laughs> that I just wanted to run through real quick that we were absolutely yes. correct on. Uh, no one besides Mercedes or Red Bull on the podium and Alpha, Williams, and Haas do not score any points. Yeah, not even close. Um, I, uh, I asked you, does Max keep the fight going um, and get the win so that there was two wins apiece? I'm pretty sure you said no, and unfortunately, that was the case. Um, uh, I asked about um, what happens to uh, Bottas. You called it very appropriately. Um, I asked if Ferrari screws up their pit stops again, uh, if they screw up their pit strategy again, Um, and you said no, and I would say that that was correct. I think that uh, 
starting fourth and sixth and finishing fourth and seventh. Ferrari looks really good this year. Um, and it's, it's nice to see Ferrari and McLaren having such a tight battle. They're separated by five points now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a really, really fun battle to be watching. Um, I'm excited about it. I, uh, I, I like watching that battle more than anything else at this point. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's, it's almost a shame that the TV coverage, like, because there's finally a, you know, legitimate title fight and a legitimate question as to who's going to win every race, uh, that we're seeing a lot more of Max and Lewis on TV. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is like, it's like, I need like a, a split screen coverage so that like we get like one guy calling color commentary on the front front of the race and then other people doing like the midfield battles because yeah like that's the stuff i enjoy as much and i just feel like you know they can only show only show so much on television so it's it's just a little disappointing that we're not getting more of the rest of the pack i would really agree i mean it was really exciting to see um this past week it was it was a lot of fun uh towards the end there to see um carlos signs uh chasing danny ricardo chasing checo Mm -hmm. um because ricardo was only 10 seconds behind checo uh and he was really pushing for it i mean perez passed him past ricardo uh which was a great pass and and a, a good look it was nice to see him charge up but Carlos Sainz finished the race 0.9 seconds behind Danny Ricardo. And he's trying to, we're trying like hell to catch him, but obviously, you know, like we'd said a few times, it's a really hard track to pass on. But like, and seeing Danny Ricardo charge up and have a really good race, like that was the battle to watch. Or like I was saying before, at one point, five cars from 10 to 14th were just switching places around. Yep driving the hell out of their cars trying to get that one point for 10th place uh and they were just showing lewis hamilton drive 10 or 15 seconds farther ahead of max verstappen and it's like we know you know like like we like i know i understand i know that that's the thing that we want to talk about i know that it's incredible to see lewis charge up and do what he did uh and like, and to, you know, get the pass and get the win. But there's real exciting battles happening on this track that are just completely being ignored that I'm with you. I wish that, I wish that more of the focus was on where the battle is happening on the track and, mm-hmm. uh, and not so much at the, the inevitable end that we know is going to happen. Yeah. Cause I feel like people who uh, are, in our lives but not f1 fans so people who are f1 adjacent but haven't really gotten into the sport yeah uh you know they're like okay like the sport's a little boring because you know hamilton basically always wins you know occasionally somebody else wins yeah but like to me the benefit of having a race where you know the leader is 25 seconds ahead of second place is that they spend so much more time on the tv coverage talking about the midfield battles because like you know at the end of the day like i said i'm a verstappen fan i'm a red bull fan i want him to win the championship but like i feel like the um you know the danny ricardo's the lando norris's the carlos science those are my guys you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. those like you know i don't 
when Max wins, uh, I don't feel the same way, even as a fan, as like when Pierre Gasly won. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those are the guys yeah. that like I am like deeply pulling for. Like I have that weird emotional attachment to where like I want all of them to do good and they can't because they're all racing each other and competing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like like when Checo wins, like I'm, you know, when he inevitably wins a race this year, uh, I'm manifesting it by saying that. Uh, like I'm gonna lose oh, it. Yeah. I'm gonna be like, oh my god, like, freak out. Yeah, you know more so because I expect Max to win. I expect Lewis to win. You know, I even expect Bottas to win a race or two every season. Yeah, yeah. You know? But like, I um, if Leclerc wins Monaco, like I'm gonna burn my house down uh, in two <laughs> weeks. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm with you though, man. If <laughs> If it happens, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna lose my shit, man. If Leclerc wins mine, oh, why'd you have to put that in my head? because <laughs> oh, I'll burn mine down too. I'd I'd freak out. Um, but like, yeah, dude, like, because that's the thing is, it's not that I have anything really against Lewis Hamilton. It's just that like he's gotten his. I don't need to root. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need anybody to root for him anymore. Because he got his, you know, he he got all of the, he set all of the record. He is now right. the person that one day everybody's going to be like, oh my God, this person might beat Lewis Hamilton's record. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, that's the, I don't, like, I don't feel like I need to root for him. But like, yeah, man, when Gasly won a race, I fucking panicked. Yeah, exactly. I cried. You know? You know? Yeah, I panicked. And and like and man, when Checo wins a race in that Red Bull, like when he oh oh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. And I'm not even the biggest Red Bull fan. You know what I mean? Like I would consider myself a, a Ferrari first guy. Mm-hmm. And and man, like if Checo won in that Red Bull, I'd throw shit. I would throw shit. Dude, like when McLaren like gets a podium this year, I'm gonna freak out. Yeah, dude. Well, another one. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, or maybe when I say when Ricardo gets a podium in that McLaren. Oh yeah, dude. When Ricardo gets a dude, if Lando, I'll drink out of my shoe. You know. Oh yeah, dude. If Danny Ricardo, fact, if Danny Ricardo wins a race in that McLaren, I'm going to take my shoe off and drink out of it. Sweet. Whatever I'm drinking, I will. I will. Yeah. I I will. I will too. Yeah, there'll be a global (laughs) shoey. uh and and that's what i'm saying like that's why like that's what that's why i feel like that first season of drive to survive which didn't have access to ferrari uh or mercedes made me fall in love with the sport because i got to knew those guys i understood what their struggles were like you know i got to hear gunther steiner curse at people like you know those are the things that made me love the sport and like when people who don't watch ask about f1 or they're like oh like who is like what's the deal with this lewis hamilton guy i will be the first to defend lewis as like the greatest of all time yeah yeah you know and like actually like a good person who does a lot for people but like man i just want to see other people up on that podium yeah i feel like the only reason we're allowed to not like lewis hamilton as a race car driver is because we like f1 a lot and we we know enough to respect the shit out of lewis hamilton absolutely and admire him but it, it was like in that same breath if somebody else is like 
I don't watch racing because fuck Lewis Hamilton. He wins all the time. I'd be like, listen here, you moron. <laughs> like, you absolute idiot. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. My goodness. I'm allowed to talk shit on him because I've heard yeah. that right. <laughs> yeah, I've watched him. You know how many races I've watched him win? You know he laughed? I'll say what it- like yeah. I've like probably eighty percent of the F one Formula One laps that we've watched, <laughs> Lewis has been leading them. So like, yeah, you know, like I'll say whatever the fuck I want about him. It's sort of like when somebody like talks shit on your sibling, and you're like, hey, like I like I'll hit my own sibling with a bat, but I will fucking end your life if you say anything about them. Yeah, only I'm allowed to call them a piece of shit because they're my piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, hell yeah, dude! And that's 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 exactly how I feel about Lewis. Like, yeah, you know, he's our piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. And I can be like, oh <laughs> god damn it, Lewis Hamilton! Like, you're such a douche. But like to anybody else, I'd be like, dude, he is the greatest of all time. You show some respect. Yeah, no one's ever driven a car better than Lewis Hamilton. So like, watch your mouth. You know, it's like that. It's also like that bit in uh, I think it's Talladega Nights of all movies where like. He's like, with all due respect, and like, they're like, just because you say with all due respect doesn't mean that you get to say whatever you want after. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's so, oh, God, it's so good. So I'm, uh, yeah, man, I, I thought that, I thought that it was a, a good enough race. It, there was some cool things that I saw. What were our final predictions? Yeah, our final predictions were uh, wholly wrong uh we did not get a single one right so oh, no we both said that max would get the pole and that max would run, win the race Ugh. uh we both had lewis in second i had lando rounding out the podium and you had checo rounding out the podium wow and then for wild cards uh i was wrong because both ferraris finished the race uh and uh you said lewis was going to start third but he had the pole so <laughs> so uh <laughs> In conclusion, we, we don't know anything. We don't know anything about Formula One. Well, to be, I like to think that we, I, I definitely go for the the craziest uh, thing. Oh yeah, you know, I go for the most fun. I, I go for the the predictions that will make me look like a genius when I'm right. Yeah, right. Where it's like <laughs> I fucking got it. Yeah. I think that I think that in our predictions, we should start throwing in um, who gets fastest lap and who gets the fastest pit stop. Okay. Because this that. past week, do you know who got fastest pit stop this week? I uh, I was gonna guess Lewis. No, I, it's team. Who, oh, which team got the fastest team. pit stop? So it wasn't Mercedes. It was not because I know it wasn't Red Bull. It was not. Was it Alpine? It was not. Okay, I've uh, I've given up more than three Aston guesses. Martin. Just, really, Aston Martin. Aston Martin got got a two point one six. I feel like so. What do you think about this? Do you think they should give a point for pa- fastest pit stop? Yeah, but a point to who? Or I get oh, a constructor's point. Yeah, a constructor's point for fastest. I would say pit yeah. Stop. I would say a constructor's point. Yeah, I that'd think be that'd cool. be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, man. I think uh, yeah. So we have to start putting in fastest lap and, and which team gets the fastest pit stop. I don't want to do driver of the day. No, uh, that's because because just... that's. Yeah, that's too that's too random. Um, that's very fan voted. But uh but yeah, we'll add those ones to our repertoire. Uh who did you vote for driver of the day? Um I think I voted for Max. 
I think I voted for Max. I think I did too. Yeah. But I might have voted for Ricardo. I don't remember. Yeah, Danny Danny had a great race, man. It was so nice to see him. And like and again, like I'm not talking shit on Lando. It was just nice to see Danny outperform Lando for the first time this season Absolutely. and be like, oh, okay, both of these like and I'll feel the same way like when if if and when Carlos signs outperforms Leclerc in a race. And like, and it's not, you know, because anybody crashes out or, or mm-hmm. has like a mechanical failure. If it's just like, oh, Carlos Sainz qualified fourth and finished fifth, and Leclerc was, you know, sixth and finished sixth, you know, it'd be like, oh, awesome. Like they have two great drivers. And like this really showed like Nor Nor Norris just didn't have it this week, but uh, Ricardo crushed it, man. He had a he just had a really solid, strong week. Um and he he qualified great in that Q3. Q3 was a really difficult qualifying time for everybody, and he managed to pull it out because he was slower than Perez and Norris uh, in qualifying in Q2, and then Q3 was faster than both of them. So, like, that says a lot, man. Um, and it was uh, great to see him really pull it out and, and get that done. And then in the race, you know, end up gaining a spot and finishing sixth. That's really nothing to shake a stick at. That's, that's exciting to see. So yeah, I was really happy about it. I was, I was happy and I was happy to see the battle. Happy to see uh, Ferrari and McLaren really going toe to toe. Absolutely. Any, anything else on uh, Spain before we close out? I think that's it, man. I just, I, I, you know, I think that you really said it best where it was an exciting race, but a bummer at the end. Uh, just because of how it finished, but overall, there's there's a lot to see and a lot we're learning. I mean, Kimmy finished in 12th. That's rad, you know. Um, George Russell has been qualifying really well and has really been pushing that Williams, uh, and it's great to see Alpine back at it um, and and really making good things happen. I would love to see more out of Gasly and Yuki, uh, but I'm excited to see where they keep going. It's, I mean, it's a good, it's a great fight, man. It's a great, great fight. And so far, it's been a really, really exciting season. I absolutely agree. Uh, we'll be back next week to preview Monaco. Yes! Monaco, baby. We're going to watch Monaco together. We're going to watch Monaco together. Uh, we might even record together. We <sighs> can't wait. Um, so I just want to leave you with, with this thought as a preview for our preview episode. Uh, okay. So there was no Monaco Grand Prix last year because of the pandemic. Right. Uh, so the year before, uh, Lewis won the 2019 Monaco Grand Prix. Do you know mm-hmm. who won in 2018? The 2018 Monaco Grand Prix, and it wasn't Lewis Hamilton? It was not Lewis Hamilton. Uh, um, Lewis Hamilton qualified and finished in third. Wow. Uh, in 2018? Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that it was Sebastian Vettel. Sebastian Vettel came in second. Ah, damn. I give up. Who is it? Danny Ricardo. Oh, shit. In, in the, the Red, Red Bull? Bull. Yep. Oh, shit. That's right, of course, because he did his famous fall into the pool. Yep. Oh, what a dummy I am. I should have <laughs> remembered that. I should have remembered that. Yeah, because he did the he did the spread fall into the pool and it was like the big to do. Yeah, man. 
badass. Oh, what a top three that is. Danny Ricardo in a Red Bull. Yep. Seven Vettel in a Ferrari and Lewis Hamilton in the Mercedes. Yep. And then rounding out the top five is Kimmy in the Ferrari. Whoa. Yep. And then Bottas in the Mercedes in fifth. And then Ocon in yeah. sixth, driving for Force India. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Man, that's a cool race. I might, I might try to go back and watch it. Yeah, race. I was, just, I was just thinking, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, there's, I don't have a, a race to watch this weekend, but uh, I might have to go back in. Might watch that one. Yeah. yeah. Might, Leclerc uh, was in that, by the way. He was racing for um, Alfa Romeo, right? Sauber, which Sauber. became became Alfa yeah. Romeo, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or get yeah. or re became, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, oh man. Cause he's uh he's from there, so. Yep, that, that, yeah. that's why that's why I busted out like if Leclerc wins at Monaco, dude. The day the day that he wins at Monaco, I'm gonna just scream. You're, I'm just gonna call you and shout. No worries. <laughs> you won't have to, cause I'll yeah. hear you for wherever you are. <laughs> if, you're, if if we're not together watching it, which we yeah. always should be. We should be, dude. Yeah, this year's Monaco. Yo, we're gonna make Sam. We're gonna have breakfast. Yep. Oh. I'm so excited. It's gonna be a good make day. A, oh yeah, I'll make a I'll make a Monaco cocktail, a Monaco cocktail. I won't call it that. I'm sorry. I take that back. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> I was just gonna I was just gonna let that go. Thanks, thanks, buddy. Uh, I know you're do that for me, but uh, yeah, like in the meantime, uh, make a point to check out the other movie movie John podcasts, um, which are all available on Spotify now. Uh, I've been deep diving and loving what they've been doing on killer bees. Um, that's been so much fun to listen to. Um, but beyond killer bees, uh, you guys just had a really fun new, um, uh, I saw it in a movie come out about how to plan the perfect hypothetical murder. Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, detour for that, which is a movie I know that you like, dude, I love detour. Did you so like good. it? I loved it. Dude, great. It's so good. It's so good. Um, but then, yeah, I like to movie movie. Um, they're talking about uh, Crimes of Passion and the Devils by Ken Russell. Uh, Depp Impact. Uh, Jenna Kersey's uh, podcast. She's going in on uh, talking about um, Hunter S. Thompson's artistic collaborator ralph steadman and johnny depp's influences that we haven't talked about that impact enough i don't think it's a great show i was happy to join it for the one of the most canceled movies of the 21st century um a little while ago i talked lone ranger with jenna oh yeah that's right yeah uh, a movie that is triply canceled if you can believe it uh, <laughs> uh but yeah no it's her uh i don't know if you got a chance to see her johnny depp and late stage capitalism i didn't show I wish I it did. was amazing i had so much fun and uh this podcast is basically her doing research for whenever she brings that show back Fantastic. Uh, by going through all of johnny depp's johnny depp's filmography like literally anything he's ever appeared in ever yep. mm-hmm. um yeah, Butter with that has a has a cool thing. They're checking out PT Anderson, um, which is a lot of fun. Uh, I know that we talked about Cinematic Crypt is coming back. 
Um, yeah, it's back. Yeah, uh, Rosalie had her new episode of that. I believe as we're recording this, she's recording her next episode already. So rock and roll, man. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. So there's a there's a ton of really really wonderful stuff on on the Movie John Podcast Network. You can check out there, and if you want to check us out specifically, uh, you can check us out at F F One Pod. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter, you can email us at fyf one that's O-N-E, uh, at gmail.com. I'm at Ian or whatever. And uh, Ryan? Uh, I'm at Silver whatever on uh, Twitter and Instagram and Letterboxd and pretty much anywhere else. Yeah, man. So if you want to uh, chat movies or racing or movies about racing or movies that you can watch while you're racing, you can uh, reach out to us and we will be happy to jump on board. Uh, F yeah, F one. <laughs> I can't wait, dude. I'm so pumped about Monaco. Yeah. We'll wait. be back next week with our Monaco preview. So uh, pop those yes. champagne corks and pull up your yachts. Hell We're yeah. Monaco. Baby. We're going to Monaco. F yeah, F one. F yeah. <laughs> <laughs>